Hello, Warriors. How are you guys doing this evening? This is Friday, um, July the 21st, 2023. And I hope you guys are having a great day. Hope you guys will have a beautiful weekend. A beautiful weekend. I'm sorry, I cannot talk right now. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day. And I hope you guys have an even more beautiful weekend. Aha, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> well, guys, uh, 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 like I said before, this is Latrice Carter with Horror Movie Warriors. Today, we are um, ta- discussing the Terminator, the original 1984 Terminator. Yes, the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator. Uh, and and um, I have with me this evening uh, David Hahn and Richard Moylan, who we haven't really heard from in a while. I, I've missed them, Richard. Be, uh, be talking about the movie Terminator with you. <laughs> and there it is. Yay! Ta-da, Richard. You sounded just like him. <laughs> if Arnold Schwarzenegger listens to this podcast, he's going to be like, what? <laughs> He's going to be like, what? <laughs> and, but but secretly, I'm hoping his son-in-law listens to this. Because I love Chris Pratt. I love Chris Pratt. <laughs> uh, well, uh, guys, how, are you, how, how have you guys been? Have you guys been uh, watching the movie all this week? Like, like me, I watched this movie nonstop like, this whole week. But that's because I can watch The Terminator over and over and over again. I mean, it's one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, Sci-fi horror movies, I should say. I think that's what it fell under, right? The sci-fi horror or science fiction. Whatever it was, I love it. (laughs) So... uh, yeah, guys, uh, have you guys been watching it all week? Uh, what do you guys think of it? Uh, uh, David, we'll, we'll start with you first. Okay, I've been watching it uh, for uh, about a month. <laughs> off and on. Yes. Yeah, and uh, today, um, well, actually starting yesterday and today, me and Rose sat down and uh, we watched um, all six Terminator movies. We missed, we, we saw everything except for the... Uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles from but from what I understand I'm not missing much yeah I I did not watch the yeah I didn't watch the Sarah Connor Chronicles I didn't think that I I didn't think that I had to watch it because um the movies were so into and and when I say the the movies I'm talking about one two and three I I'm leaving all the other ones alone uh one two and three actually handle things so superbly in my opinion you know i saw i saw a couple episodes of the sarah connor uh sarah connor chronicles and it added like nothing oh. yeah because from what i understand, it came out after the third movie but um it kind of didn't even mention anything about it not that i remember no yeah, <coughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember it either, uh, Richard. And I've seen, like I said, I saw um, Salvation. I didn't see Genesis. 
again, I didn't feel a need to. You know, after salvation, I'm like, nah, you know. I, <laughs> but then I did did see um, Dark Fate. Um, and that was only because Linda Hamilton had came back. Yeah. You know, and Arnold Schwarzenegger had came back. And to me, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. So, you know, I um I just said, yeah, you you know what? I'm I'm done. And then David, you're saying that they're making another one and no. <laughs> I just don't think that they should. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, what I heard about, you know, when I saw the concept art with John Cena as the Terminator, and I saw that he wanted $800 million. <laughs> Richard is cracking up. <laughs> I'm just like, $800 million? I mean, does that kind of money even exist in this economy? I know, right? Does it? That's a good question. Does it exist? With the, with the writer's strike and the actors. Yeah. Strike, is this, is this it's like, how strike? dare they? It, they? That's like a smack in the face, if you ask me. Yeah. Because, because how are you going to give this man 800,000 or however much money you're going to, you're going to give him while, while, while a strike is going on, you know, that it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And that's the thing. And the thing is Arnold Schwarzenegger, I mean, for all the demands and the high salary he made for making these movies, I mean, it doesn't add up to 800 million. And John Cena's won that for just one movie. Right, yeah, it it just does not make sense, and and I would not be the least bit surprised if the writers don't come back at all. Uh, I mean, after hearing that, I'd be like, oh heck no, I'm not writing nothing. I'm not well, writing just like, anything. Well, it's just like what you and I were talking about before this started. Uh, originally, they were going to go with. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, but um, you could only imagine what his price price tag oh, yeah. and his uh, would be. <laughs> yeah, he probably wanted even more than that, right? Pro- probably, I would not even be the least bit surprised. Especially but... since uh, he lost money with the XFL. <laughs> oh gosh, but uh, you know, going back to the Terminator, I mean, it, it was just an all-around great movie. You know, I mean, and quite truthfully, they didn't even need to make a second one. I'm glad that they did because my personal favorite is the second one. That's my favorite of all of all the three original yeah. movies. The second one is my favorite. Uh, but um, it's, it's my second. It's my second favorite uh, Schwarzenegger movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one. First one being Total Recall. Oh, oh yeah, I, I I agree with that. Well, actually, you know, my favorite um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie is actually, um, well, mine's his, his comedy movie Twins with Danny DeVito. I like so that one. Favorite? No, no, no. Yes, it is. You always talk about that. Okay, I'm Junior. She loves Junior. Oh yeah, I have not seen that one. Oh my god. Oh boy. So Schwarzenegger is pregnant. I will I knew I, I mean I know the premise. I know the premise. I just haven't seen it. I'm going to have to see it. Hopefully it's on Tubi because Twins is on Tubi. 
I see. I watched that one a lot. <laughs> so hopefully yeah, Junior is speak. on there. And I like him playing about twins. Tonight is your night, bro. Tonight yeah, is tonight your is night. your night, bro. Tonight is your night, bro. <laughs> but I, I do want to say, I think I'm the only one that enjoyed uh, Last Action Hero. No, actually, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Because, and, and I love what Arnold Schwarzenegger said on the on Letterman when he appeared on there. I think it was to promote um, Jingle All the Way or one of his other movies. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, Letterman said, every movie you've done has been a big success except for Last Action Hero. And Schwarzenegger just went, well, nobody saw it. <laughs> I saw it. I I liked it. That is, yeah. I, I I'm with you, David. I really did did like it. It's, it might not be my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, but I do like it. I enjoy it. Uh, uh, I liked um, Austin O'Brien. He uh, he was a great kid actor during that time. I thought he did really good. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, uh. Arnold Schwarzenegger has had a great career in yeah, movies, so I I I, uh, I was thrilled when he came back for Dark Fate. I just think that it tanked a little bit, and yeah. I, I don't know the reason for that, but I I just didn't. I don't know. I don't know. To me, to me, it tried to be like part two, but just did not hit the mark. No, it didn't. To me, it was really no different than all the other movies that were out at that time. I mean, nothing stood out about it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, the first one was... uh, I don't again. I don't know how to say it, but the first one was very unique. That's first of all. Uh-huh. I, there had not been a movie like it. Um, I, I mean, I knew that even at four, at four or five. Excuse me, four or five years old, because that's when I saw the movie. Actually, I I have a vivid memory of me being in our basement with my mom. Uh, I was in the basement with my mom and I remember her being on the phone and she was, and it was the part where, um, where Arnold Schwarzenegger turns into the robot. <laughs> and, and, and I remember my mom was on the phone and she was like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to call you back. He turned into a robot. Click. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I don't think my mom will remember that. But the and the strange thing about that that is, I get my memory from her. My mom has a very, very a good memory. But I, I guarantee you, if I go to her right now and I ask her if, uh, um, if she remembered that, she would not remember it. But I remember it very vividly, and. Uh, um, I had to be like four or five. Well, it came out in ni- 1984. So then yeah. back then you had to wait a while, right? Before it came yeah. out. So yeah. so maybe it was like 85 or 86. Maybe maybe I was six. Maybe I was five or six. Uh, yeah, when I it was out see, um, on cable. I missed, it. 
I missed the uh, I missed Terminator in the theater. I had to wait until it came out on VHS before I finally saw mm-hmm. it. So you live in a late '84, early '85. So I'm like 14 or 15, mm-hmm. and uh, there was <laughs> towards the end when they're in the uh, the factory. And she, uh, they, they blow him up, and you know, he's every, you know, pieces of the Terminator are all over. Uh, Michael Bean is just about dead, uh-huh. and she, and, and Sarah's sitting there, like trying to catch her breath, can't believe it's over, and then the, then he freaking gets up again. Yes. <laughs> I remember jumping out of my chair. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you have to do to put him down? <laughs> Uh, I I have to admit I kind of came uh, late to the party on this because I saw Terminator Two before I saw the first Terminator. Ah. Because I, I remember um, Terminator Two was like the most anticipated movie of 1991. It was. It really was. And, mm-hmm. and then I saw it. It was great. And then it became the most anticipated video cassette. Yeah. V- yeah. Uh, the VHS. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. We had. We went. We were like really early to uh, Blockbuster. Anybody remember that store? No. We to- no, I do not remember Blockbuster at all. <laughs> it's been that long. Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. We rented it from Blockbuster and. We did the old school, um, you see, back then there was no just pirating DVDs or nope. getting it off a streaming service nope. or downloading it. You had to get a VCR, hook it up to your VCR that was hooked up to the TV, put yep. the VHS tape. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the early days of pirating. Yep. <laughs> and, and put the VHS is required. Yeah, you had to put the VHS uh, in this, in the one on the TV to play it, and another tape in this VCR to record it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I didn't see Terminator, the, the first one, until like a couple years later. I saw it in a hotel room in Las Vegas. Um, I was up um, in the hotel room by myself because... Uh, the adults were downstairs gambling and uh it was usa's up all night uh it was at this time i believe it was hosted by uh i think gilbert godfrey maybe and uh he was showing terminator that night and that's how i saw it that that's how i think a lot of people oh, in yeah. my generation saw movies oh yeah usa up all night yep most definitely that's oh, how i saw God. most of the roger corman movies <laughs> Uh-huh. Remind, me, remind me when this is over, guys. I got a story about that copying thing. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's okay. too long to say I'm not. It's a little off topic. Just remind me of that. I want to tell you something about that. Okay, I will. At the okay. at the end, I'll I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, well, guys, who was your favorite character on um on the Terminator? Uh, David, we'll go to you first uh, for the question. Uh, who was your favorite character? The Terminator. <laughs> the, the, the T-800, or as he's known in Genesis, Pops, or as he was known in Dark Fate, Carl. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> but he was perfect in this role. I he mean, was. Nobody 
could have played that part better than him. I mean, no disrespect to, you know, Sylvester Stallone, Mel Gibson, Lance Henriksen, or even um, O.J. Simpson, who was considered for this role. I mean, Arnie was just brilliant in this role. And to think, he didn't have any faith in this movie. No, you're talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnie had no faith. When he was doing um, Conan the Destroyer, he was wearing his boots for the Terminator movie, and somebody was doing an interview with him and asked him, what are those boots for? And he said, and I quote, this other piece of shit movie I'm doing. Oh, yeah, he did say that. But I also read a story um, on IMDb. Um, I don't think I put it on my fun facts, but maybe I did. But but um, uh, uh, I, I read it, and he said that, um, or James Cameron said that he had a lot of ideas for the antagonist in the Terminator. You know, and he was telling him how, you know, how he should act how he said, you know, the movements that he would make or what, uh-huh. what have you. And um, and he said that um, that was when he knew that Arnold Schwarzenegger would be good for the Terminator. And that's when he yeah. went to Ar- Arnold and and asked him if he would be it. And he he did. He gladly accepted. So, and I think he was originally going to be Kyle Reese. Yeah, somebody did want him for Kyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they wanted him to be Kyle, but then, then, but James Cameron didn't want him to be Kyle because he wanted he wanted Kyle to be more sensitive, you know, well right. as sensitive as he could be. Right. He wanted originally um, they wanted Sting to be a. Uh, to be Kyle Reese and now, I, thought, I did not read that. <laughs> yeah. And I thought you know, I did not read that in that role. But then you see, but then again I, yeah. I remember oh wait. Well you know what Sting I mean Sting is hot. I mean <laughs> he's still cute. You, you and my wife would get along on that. I mean oh my god. Oh me and Miss Rose get along anyway. Yo. <laughs> She's gonna send you a video with Sting in it that you know she is so hot for right now. Oh, send it to me, Miss Rose. Yes, please send it to me. I I I I love Sting. So these are women anywhere from my husband's age to ten years, no, fifteen years older than me. Oh my God! Well, that's not that much older though, because well. Well, that's a 30 year range. Okay, okay. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, some people say say that age ain't nothing but a number. That's what I say. <laughs> that's how David and I actually got together. <laughs> 11 years his senior. Right, right. Yeah, so, hey, you know. Uh, but I some. Compared to my husband. <laughs> but but yeah I mean um, uh, I didn't hear or I didn't read that Sting was going to play uh, Kyle Reese I, w- I wouldn't have had a problem with it but uh, but I gotta say I gotta say I, Michael Bean you know he did a great job oh yeah yeah he was great uh, well, uh, Rich, Richard who was your favorite character 
um, other than um, Arnie, uh, Sarah. She was ah. brilliant. Sarah Kalana. Yeah. Uh, she, you know, her character, as you watch it, you know, she's, you know, uh, what, what was she, mid to late 20s, uh, worried about how she looks going out, you know, and you know, she she has a bad day at work with a kid dumping ice cream down the front of her apron. Yeah. Um, Poor girl. She, she grows up real fast. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the movie, she's totally, she's a totally different person than how she started. And of course, you know, we all know that in T2, she turns into this warrior. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. Oh, and speaking of Terminator 2, because we've been talking about that a lot, I did do a podcast on Terminator 2. You guys should check it out. Uh, I, it is in my fifth, is it the fifth season? No, the fourth season. Um, uh, season four of Horror Movie Warriors. You guys ought to check it out. Uh, it was me and Adrian Garza, actually. Um, okay did that podcast it, it, check it check it out see if your opinions matches with our opinions yeah um my favorite character is sarah i i i did love sarah i thought i thought she just um i connected with um sarah um in the way where um she was meek in the beginning she was, uh, um, you know, she, um, she was just living her life, you know, she, without a care in this world. She was living her life. She was going on. She was a waitress, like you said, Richard, uh, uh, and uh, she, she wasn't very good at it, but she was, she was doing it, you know, and 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 you know, but when it comes, you know, she fi- finds out that somebody's trying to kill her, and that just, you know, throws her for a loop. You know, like she said, like, why me? I, I just don't understand why me, you know. And, you know, and I think anybody would have that kind of response when it, you know, when you find out that somebody's trying to kill you for no reason. But then you find out the reason is, oh, I'm about, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have this child that is gonna be somebody important. So, so yeah. Uh, There's a line that she has when she's talking to uh, Reese when they're in hiding and she says something along the lines of you know you're talking about things I haven't done yet in the past tense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah totally and you know as far as you go along with the rest of the movies it really messes with your head or Genesis Genesis will really mess with your head because oh. it really messed with the timeline. Now, see, and, and see, that's a, and one of my pet peeves in movies, and I really don't like them. And I hate to, I hate to say that because I don't like them. I mean, I like them, but I don't like them. I do not like time travel movies. Yeah, yeah. I, they mess with my head so much. I, I often get a headache. Like I can't even watch. I can't even watch Back to the Future without getting dizzy. <laughs> I'm telling you. Do, I can't. do not watch the final countdown. <laughs> I 
I will not watch the final countdown. <laughs> I will not watch the final countdown. Darn it! I'm I'm I hate that I uh, even watched the Flash because I love the Flash, but I hate the Flash because I'm like, okay, listen, I I don't need nobody else going to no timelines and messing everything up. <laughs> Doctor Strange, you must have loved Doctor Strange in the movie. Oh, I do not like Doctor Strange. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Doctor Strange. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, uh, but yeah, that. So Sarah was my favorite character. Uh, and, and Richard, who was your least favorite character besides the Terminator? And I should have said that for who is your favorite character. I should have known that somebody was going to say the Terminator. <laughs> Least favorite character? Oh boy. Um, I don't know that I have one. Uh, except maybe Sarah's roommate. Um, it's the only one I can think of. <laughs> Yeah, I cannot really think of a character that I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah, she was going to harm that innocent lizard. She was. Lizard. <laughs> she was going to make yes. a belt out of him. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, the lizard was my least favorite. <laughs> and uh, uh, David, who was your least favorite character? Uh, Doctor Silverman, uh, played by uh, Earl yes. Bowen. Uh-huh. I mean, he was just the criminal psychologist. Yeah. He was just a money grubbing, money grubbing sleazeball to me. I did not think that he really respected the work that he was doing. No, no. And, and yeah, I mean, he didn't really seem like he was trying to help these people. He was trying to exploit them. And yeah, put them on. Money. I mean, I, did you see the way that he? Uh, uh, can you get? Can you guess that that was my least favorite character too? Oh, I, 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 uh, I, yeah, yeah. what, what, you know, what was coming across to me is how he was actually excited with how, with how uh, uh, Reese was re- reacting. I mean, he was like, "Oh, this is some good stuff." I'm like, uh, "Sir, you're supposed to be a doctor." He's even that, worse in the second movie. That sleazeball part of his personality really comes out in T2. Yes, yeah. yes, I was just saying that. Yep. Yeah. You're so right. Both of you are so right. It, 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 um, uh, but then in part three, I, <laughs> part three, he was just really spooked. Okay? He's like, uh, what the heck? You know, I've I've seen some crazy things, some things that you wouldn't believe. I don't even believe it. And then he sees it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was he was that same character. Um, I don't know if y'all remember this, but he did a Tales from the Crypt episode. Um, it was it was the Demi Moore episode. I think it was the second season where Demi Moore is trying to find a man with a lot of money and she ends up with this really huge guy and um, Earl Bowen plays her boss and uh, fires her. Hmm. I, I And I, I probably did see the episode and don't remember it because I've seen all of the uh, Tales from the Crypt 
uh, episodes. Yeah. I probably yeah, just I don't remember that yeah. one, that one. Yeah, I kind of feel bad that he's no longer with us because um, he was actually um, at TFW uh, for the 2014 when they did the Terminator reunion. Oh, really? And yeah, he was there, but I just never got the chance to you know go to his table and meet him because you know there's just so much other stuff going on. Right. Right. Yeah. But he, but he was there, and you know I passed him a couple times in the hall and you know he was very nice so but in the movie these movies he's a total jerk he is he is well guys i've got to take a little break Um, (laughs) and did you know that his name is actually dr silberman not silberman not silberman but silber s-i-l-b-e-r-m-a-n I yeah, I always I always called them Dr. Silverman. I it was Silverman. But it's Silverman with a B. Well guys, we have to take a little break. Uh when we come back, I'll ask I'll ask you guys what was your or, or I think one of us um well no, we've all we've all answered um the least favorite um question, uh the least favorite character question. I'll ask you guys what your favorite scene was. We'll be back right after this. Do you guys love horror toys? Are you a horror collector? Well, there's a store in Allen, Texas named Elm Street Toys that sells all things horror. You can buy action figures, Chucky dolls, board games, and even air freshener. Elm Street Toys is ridiculously inexpensive. You guys can get a Mezco 72 Collective Halloween 2 Michael Myers for $89.99 off of their website. Their website is www.mstreettoys.com. If you guys can't make it into, into the store, you guys can definitely go on their website and shop until you drop. Again, the name is Elm Street Toys. The location is Allen, Texas. And if you guys cannot get to the store, the website is www.elmstreettoys.com. Enjoy your horror toys. All right, Warriors, we are back, and I am going to uh, um, ask um, Richard and David here what their favorite scene of the Terminator uh, was. So, uh, David, what was your favorite scene of the Terminator? Well, I know everybody knows the iconic I'll be back scene. Uh, Yes, (laughs) everybody ought to know that one. Yeah, I mean, it's very iconic, and it's, you know, uh, I just love it when he crashes the car. But I think my favorite scene is when um, uh, the Terminator and uh, Michael Bean are in the club when Sarah's in there. And, you know, the uh, Terminator's about to shoot her, and Michael Bean's trying to find her to protect her. 
I mean, I just love that club scene because it is just so 80s. I mean, you got that song going, you got me burning, burning. I love that song. I mean, I'm a sucker for 80s music. Even the garbage music of the 80s, yeah. I love it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I, if you could see, listeners, if you guys could see my face right now, I'm like grinning from ear to ear because I had that same, uh, I have that same, uh, attitude uh, uh, going uh, into to this movie, uh, David. I, I, oh my gosh, I thought the same exact thing. I said, oh my gosh, this is so 80s. I mean, just look at the people. They're just having, they're out having a good time without a care in the world. Uh, the song, you got me burning. Yeah, I, I I just loved it. I, I like you, David. I'm a sucker for '80s music and the '80s movies. You know, of course, we all know this. You know, yeah. And, and I, I, same as you. It, it just brought nostalgia. It brought back the nostalgia. Yeah, and the same thing with me for the '90 uh, for the '90s. Um, because you know, in the first one, Terminator '84, we had Tawny Kane. And the triangles playing that, but with T two, everything was upgraded, even the music, because with uh, Terminator two, we got Guns and Roses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a. I love that. That's my favorite Guns and Roses song um, that they use. You will be mine. Yes. And and the video. There's a video um, for it um, with the Terminator and with the band. Yeah. And I think it was after the premiere of the video. Or after, or after they got done with the video, or it was after the premiere of Terminator, Arnold took all the guys from Guns N' Roses to his house and gave them all commemorative um, Terminator Two jackets. Nice. That's now, whether awesome. Whether they them for drugs or not, I'm not. I don't know. But <laughs> that's up for debate. <laughs> uh, wasn't there a scene? Wasn't there a scene at the end of that video, the music video, where uh, he runs into the band? Uh-huh. Looking at Axel, looking at Slash, looking at the other two, and his, his little computer or whatever it is comes back with like waste of time. I believe so. Yeah, something, yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, but I mean that's my all-time favorite song. Oh God, okay. guys, I, I'm, so I'm, I might have to put that whole video up on the group page <laughs> just so I yeah. can see. <laughs> just so I can see. Uh, <laughs> well, Richard, what is your favorite scene? Oh, um, the disco. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that definitely counts as, as one of them. I, but my my personal favorite is the uh, police station attack. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, most definitely. That's what you, when he just goes. I'll be back, and, and you know, okay, you know, he'll be back, no problem. Next thing you know, he's driving a car through the door. Yeah, well, well, did you see how he was assessing it? He was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. just looking around, like, oh, okay, okay, I can take this down. I'll be no, back. Yeah. <laughs> and then well, he, he, he breaks in with the car, and then all hell breaks loose, and it's just a, a, a ten, the the tension. Uh, because he's getting so close to Sarah. Yes. Yeah. And, um, I must say, th- though, that 
that scene also made me mad because <laughs> because of uh, the black guy, the uh, the black cop. Uh, he gives he gives Sarah a a, a vest. A, 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 uh, how do you call it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. And but when when the stuff hits the fan, he didn't have he didn't wear the vest himself. I'm like, okay, this guy is shooting up the place. Yeah. Get a vest on, gentlemen. Where's your vest at? And then Lance Hamperson decides to try to shoot the man yeah. and doesn't have a vest on. Dude, you are scrawny. Okay. <laughs> that bullet is going to tear right through you. Get a vest. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I had to go there. <laughs> but but it is it, uh I, I'm like you, Richard. It it is my favorite scene though. It is one of my favorite scenes, even though it made me mad that they didn't wear a gun vest. Um, but um, did y'all know, know the line was going to be different? Well, I didn't oh. until I read it. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't know if Arnold's. I mean, because Arnold said, well, from what I read, he said that he thinks that the aisle is feminine. He's a hard time saying it. Yeah, well, he well, wanted to say, I will be back. Yeah, he said, I'll be back sounds feminine, is what is what I read that he said. But it doesn't sound feminine to me. It just sounds uh, like, well, I'll, I'll be right back, or I'll be back. Whatever, it worked. I, re I think I read that he was having, his, his accent was, was giving him problems. That, that's what I read. That's what I read. I didn't read anything about his accent. I just read that he said that it, it sounded feminine. Yeah. But I mean, but whatever. I mean, I'll be back just works. <laughs> and it works on most of his movies too, because he does do it uh, uh, for most of his movies. He does. That's like his trademark. <laughs> Can you imagine the other people that I mentioned? That were considered for the role, nope. trying to say that nope. line. Oh, nope. No. I mean, nope. Stallone, I think he sounded like an idiot. He'd be nope. like, I'll be back. Stallone, or, maybe. Back. Stallone, maybe. But Mel Gibson and OJ Simpson and whoever else they they were trying to make be the Terminator at the time, no way. I think the only person who maybe could have maybe could have pulled it off was Van Damme. Mm, yeah, maybe. maybe. And that is a big maybe. Perhaps. Maybe. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, oh, I do have another favorite part, too. Um, the other favorite part that I have is, is strictly because it's comedic to me. When, uh, when Matt calls Ginger but gets Sarah instead. <laughs> that was awkward. Like awkward. <laughs> it's just like, who is this? And he's like, oh my goodness, Sarah, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to make it really awkward. Um, uh, we mentioned OJ Simpson, but he got turned down because um, they didn't think um, he could be a killer. Now, you know, I was not going to put that as my fun fact because I knew that David was going to announce it. But 
I decided to put it down on my as my fun fact anyway. I knew I should have went with my first mind. I just had to get that. I in. knew I should have went with my first mind, Miss Rose. I should not have put it as my fun fact because I knew that David was going to do it, but I did it anyway. That's on me. Okay, should have taken a stand. <laughs> <laughs> I did like him in the Naked Gun movies, though. Those, those were good. <laughs> Just think about it, T2, when he took his glove off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what should I say? He gloved his exoxoskeleton. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. But, no, I, I couldn't. No, I, I, I'm I, sorry. I couldn't. I, and, and it's not due to the fact that OJ is black, okay? No, I mean, I, I'm black myself. It's due to the fact that I don't know. I, just no, no. OJ cannot do it. No, no, no. Uh, uh, no, no, no. I, I, I just, just do not think that OJ Simpson would would have been able to carry three movies, three of the Terminator movies. I do not think that he would be able to carry them. Okay, just for a little more comedic interjection, and I'm not trying to be racist, don't get me wrong, but can you imagine Mike Tyson, who was a big bodybuilding sports guy? He was. He, now, he, yeah, he, he, now, Terminator? I don't know. I, my gosh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, he is buff, or he was buff yeah. back then. He was buff. He was. Uh, 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 I would fathom to say that he was just as buff as Arnold Schwarzenegger was. But exactly, school I was going to, there is this huge argument. Half the school said that it should have been Mike Tyson, and the other half said it was should have been Schwarzenegger. And I'm sitting here. But Tyson wasn't even considered. They're like, that's not the point. He should have been considered. Okay. But have you ever heard him talk? Right. I and have we seen him act? That would have been hilarious. Hasta la vista, baby. Oh my gosh. Come with me if you want to do it. What would have been funny the third one went talk to the hand? I would like the guy dancing on stage. Oh boy. I just, I just see, and to for to me, I mean, Mike Tyson wasn't an actor, so I, I mean, he still isn't an actor, even though he did do some a, a little bit of acting on The Hangover, that movie. I'm not sure if you guys have seen that or not, but but um, but um, to be uh, I mean, see. This movie, you had to really be an actor. I mean, and and a dramatic, somewhat of a dramatic actor at that, because because I mean, Arnold, he had to rely on his actions. 
you know, he had to rely on his facial movements because he didn't really have that many lines, which is another uh, fun fact that I have. Uh, but uh, but no, he didn't really have that many lines in the movie. So he had to rely on his actions, on his facial um, his facial action uh, reactions and stuff like that. What's <laughs> the second one? You see him try to smile. Oh boy! <laughs> well, I'm, I'm talking about the first movie. Yeah, but it was so awkward in the second movie seeing him try to seeing him smile. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. But uh, but yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> that was that was that was two of my favorite scenes. Uh, so what's your least favorite scene? scene? Uh, Richard will come to you uh, first for this one. <clears throat> oh, least favorite scene. That's a t- that's a tough one too. Um. I think some of the dreams, uh, some of the uh, well, flash forwards, if you will, to uh, where Kyle comes from. Yeah. I, I don't want to say they were my least favorite, but they really kind of gave me the creeps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the, the point, uh, th- this is what a post war world could look like. Yeah. Uh, there's. One scene, there's one part of that scene where he, he's going through the camp or their headquarters, their hideout, whatever. And he he walks by two little, I guess, a uh, little boy, little girl. And it looks like they're watching television. And um, and uh, then the, the, the uh, camera switches so you can see what they're watching. And there's a fire in the TV. Oh yeah, that's how we got their entertainment. So I don't want to say it's my least favorite scene, but it uh, it it just doesn't paint a very rosy picture of the future. Right, you right. It's not supposed to. I mean, it's supposed to be dark yeah, and yeah. because I, originally it was going to be uh, filmed in Toronto, Canada, mm-hmm. but because of Schwarzenegger's um, uh, commitments to. Uh, Conan the Destroyer, it had to be put on hold, and they ended up shooting in Los Angeles, which I think was more gritty or more dirtier, and you know, let you know we're heading down that path towards the not so pretty uh, future you were just talking about. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, uh, uh, well, David, what's your least favorite um, scene? You know, with a movie that's a masterpiece like this, it just feels like nitpicking, trying to find something you don't like about yeah, it. Yeah, because yeah, I felt that really same fun. way, and I asked the question. I came up with the question. Yeah, but but I did think of this a little bit. That kind of you know, it's kind of just kind of bad for me um, when the Terminator's in the gun store and uh, he's getting the guns from uh, Dick Miller. Yeah. who's behind the counter, and he shoots Dick Miller. Now, you know me. I am a sucker for 80s nostalgia and Roger Corman movies, so I love Dick Miller, you know, and yes. anything he does and every cameo he makes. And, you know, it just felt bad because, you know, his house just got torn down by gremlins, and he's trying to get back on his feet and he gets shot <laughs> by the Terminator. 84 was not a good year for Dick Miller. No. <laughs> 
if there is one scene that was taken out that I think that if they left it in the final cut, it would have been my least favorite. There's a deleted scene where um, uh, Sarah Connor's wanting to go to Cyberdyne to try to shut him down or to talk with them. And uh, my and Kyrie's saying no, and they get in a scuffle, and then he puts a gun out on her. Mm. And, you know, he's there to protect her. He realizes that. But when they would do that, you know, the hotel sex scene later, that would just, everybody would be like, hey, didn't he just pull a gun out on her? I mean, and she's right. Yeah. I think that would have been everybody's least favorite scene if they kept that in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, my least favorite scene, and, and I, I kind of like you, David, I, I it's kind of like nitpicking because, um, uh, I mean, this movie, like you said, is so good. And like I said, it's one of my favorite horror movies uh, in the 80s. Uh, and um, so I I, I just felt kind of like nitpicky uh, uh, writing this down. But uh, uh, the part where, um, and it, again, it's kind of like you, David, with, the, uh, with how he kills um dick miller well uh me my my least favorite part is when he kills uh the con the club goer uh she's running right behind sarah and he shoots her gun guns her down and i'm like oh my gosh you know i mean she just went there to have fun i don't know if she's a mother or not but if she's a mother she probably just went there to have fun with her friends and then she had to run for her life and now and now she's dead yeah yeah, it was, well, yeah but that really drives home the point of what kind of a, a cold-blooded killer the terminator is well well yeah yeah i i i got that part but i'm I'm, I'm just like wow that i mean it, it it hits a little close to home too because uh because you know um in today's world you know we go to a bar and somebody shoots up the place you know and that happened it happened in california that was um uh as a matter of fact uh, um i'm not uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of the twins tia and tamara mallory well tamara's husband his niece was a victim in a bar um shootout in california she she died she, he killed her and so and, and you know so I, when i looked at that scene you know it was just like you know like oh my gosh you know it, this is what's going on now you know so wasn't there some kind of shooting in like the dallas area yes um, there was and richard i i i, I I, I still thank you, Richard, for reaching out to me and asking if me and my family were okay. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, we were um we were at home think thankfully. Uh but yes, David, there there was there was um a shootout in uh Allen, Texas, which is just like a fifteen minutes away from where we live. Uh, but um uh so yeah, it, it, that was sad. It was, eight people died. So, and most of them are, were children. Four of them were children. An eight, a eight-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a three-year-old. Yeah. Bad. Yep. So, 
Uh, but yeah. You hear our cats? They're starting to play. <laughs> Are they starting to wake up? Yeah. Yeah, and it could sound like a horror movie in here pretty quick. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> Nobody's dying. <laughs> Just the boys duking it out over here. <laughs> Uh, but, um, okay, so, uh, okay, we got past the least favorite character, I mean, and the least favorite scene. Okay, so, what was every, what was your, uh, creative kill, most creative kill in, in the Terminator, if you guys had one? Uh, David, I'll come to you first. What was your, uh, what do you think was the most creative kill? Oh, for me, um, I love the kill at the end where Sarah Connor um, gets uh, the Terminator in the press and says, you're terminated, fucker. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it's very interesting that you uh, picked this movie to do a podcast on because there are a lot of similarities between a character in your favorite horror movie of all time and uh, Sarah Connor. What? And I'm talking about Laurie Strode and yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Actually, as a matter of fact, I think James Cameron said he took inspiration from Halloween for Terminator because he knew it was going to be a low-budget horror movie. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it, there are some similarities between Laurie Strode and Sarah Connor. They both lead very mundane lives. Yeah. And then they get in a situation where their lives are in danger and they have to, you know, either kill or be killed. Yep. And as time That's goes true. on, they, they have to grow up fast. They have to you grow have up to fast. Grow I think fast. like Richard yeah. was saying. Yeah. And then they grow up to be survival badasses. I mean, look yep. at Sarah Connor in uh, T2 Herman, and mm -hmm. look at, um, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode in Halloween uh, to three two, Halloween 2018. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Mike and Terminator and the Terminator and Michael Myers are kind of similar in how, you know, they don't just upright come out and kill you. They stalk you and right. slowly yeah. shadow. I'm hearing this. I was reading this um, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, that's it. We need a Terminator Michael Myers crossover now. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be something. I don't it I don't know be. how good it'll be, but it'll be something. I tell you what. The one I cannot believe they never went with, and there was comic books on this. There was actually two crossovers I remember that were really good. There was Robocop versus Terminator. Now that would be good. I would like that. That would have been good. I and think Superman I would like that. versus Terminator. Superman versus Terminator. Nah, I, I, I don't think that will work. Terminator uh, versus Robocop, that would work. Oh, definitely. I, 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 no. Superman versus, no, 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 no. I, I, no. <laughs> That's about as bad as the idea, idea as uh, OJ being the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what would have been fitting? What would have been fitting if they had had, you know, um, OJ is the Terminator. Have um, in one of the um, car chases a white Bronco. Oh my gosh! 
Oh my gosh, David. Okay. And on that note, <laughs> Richard, Richard, <laughs> what's your most creative
And I swore for the first time in my life, I said, fuck her right along with her. (laughs) But I didn't care because it was dead. The lights were out. You know, I got to admit, we look at at that scene now with with the Terminator, with him in his robot form. And we think this is like Ray Harryhausen robots, but back then it was a really good effect. Yes, I agree. I agree. Guys, I have to take, I'm so sorry. I have to take another little break. And when we get back, uh, uh, David, you can uh, finish your thought and then uh, I'll move on to the very last question. We will be right back after this, guys. All right, Warriors, and we are back. Now, David, you were um, saying something about how the, um, the effects back then was really on point oh definitely I mean, because and um again uh like we were talking about i think it was a couple weeks ago we were talking about uh stan the man stan oh Winston. yeah stan Winston, uh, yeah he did the effects for this and he yes he go did on and do the effects for uh aliens and he would also uh direct and predator and he'd also direct Pumpkinhead. then later on do the effects for uh, all my all-time favorite movie jurassic park yeah. So, I mean, those effects were great. And to think, that all started with a fever dream in Italy. Uh, yes, yes. And James Cameron got sick in Italy, and um, he went to bed, and he had a fever dream about the Terminator. Yes, I, I, I remember reading that. I read that earlier today. Yep. He had a, yep, Richard, he had a dream about, you know, the Terminator. And so uh, I think he drew it. He drew his dream. Yeah. And, uh, and thus the Terminator was born. Huh? The skeletal chassis coming out of the fire is what he drew. Yes. Yep. This is exactly what I uh, read today. Yeah. And And they filmed that that in the opening credits of T2. Did they? No, I did yes. not know they, that. They're doing the opening credits. There's a wall of fire and then the uh, exoskeleton. The, the oh, yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Okay. Nobody comes out of the fire. Yep, yep. You're right. Well, you know Cameron loves to draw. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't he, also- he did the actual artwork for Titanic. Titanic, yeah. He yeah. was the one drawing her like her French girl. Ah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Those yeah. were actually Cameron's hands, not, <laughs> not Leonardo's. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also did some concept sketches uh, with Lance Henriksen as the Terminator. Oh. Yeah. And I just saw yesterday. His first choice because he wanted an everyman yeah. who could blend in with any man. Mm-hmm. Right. And we also saw some sketches for Terminator 2 just yesterday with uh the what was he the t-1000 um who was originally uh 
Billy Idol was considered. And there's some sketches with Billy Idol as the T-1000, which I thought were really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, he had the motorcycle accident, so he couldn't be. Right. 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 Well, uh, um, guys, we'll, or we'll um, go, on, go on to uh, my last question, which is uh, how does the Terminator pertain to the Bible? And I'll, I'll go ahead and um, um, go first for this one. Um, this movie, I mean, uh, it could be an argument for, and, and you guys know, no, I do not like to get political at all. I do not like politics. I think they're evil. I think politics is so evil, but I, I can't deny that the Terminator can actually be a, an argument for pro-lifers, you know, because, and I say that because John Connor sent a man back in time to protect his mom so that he could be born because he was a, a military leader in the year 20, I, I forget what year it was supposed to be. Was it, 20, was it 2029? Yeah. Yeah, 2029. Okay. Six years from now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, we well, are six uh, years away yeah. from the future, guys. <laughs> well, in, in, in Terminator Salvation, um, he he's the leader in 2008. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, boy. 2018, yeah. Well, so. Well, it, and that's because they changed the timeline in T2. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, no, they changed it. Now, see, because, and this is all this talk about 2008, 2018, 2029. It's giving me a freaking headache. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> talk about time head. travel. Yeah, it does. Maybe um, that's why I got in my Especially head. in. in yeah, I mean, it makes you dizzy. In 1984, huh? I was 14, and the year 2000 or or whatever seemed seemed so far away. I know, and right? Here, and and now here we are at it. We're right at it. Yeah, just when 1999 came out, yeah. we're all like, "Man, we ain't never gonna see 1999." What is he singing about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the class of 1999. I like that movie, actually. I was 12 when it came out. You're only a couple years older than me, Richard. <laughs> okay. Just well, throwing that out there. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully none of my students watch this show. Right. <laughs> They're all convinced I'm 250. I'm, oh my gosh! No, no. But um, but yeah. Um, you know, just so uh, you know, just the fact that he did that. Uh, th just the f fact that John had a man, you know, come back, you know, to the year 1984 to, to you know, protect his mom means that John was destined to be here. You know, he was destined to be born. And so this the scripture that I feel like, you know, could very well fit this movie 
is Jeremiah 1 and 5. And that, that scripture says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I adorned you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. And so if, if John hadn't even been born yet, but his future was already set. You know, uh, each, each and every one of us has a purpose to live out and fulfill. The devil's job, just like the Terminator in the movie, his job is to take us out before we realize our purpose. That's that's literally the devil's job. Before we, uh, you know, before we realize what we are here, placed on this earth to do, the devil's job is to, you know, stop us, and of course, stop us from praising god and worshiping god so that's that that's how i that's what i got that's what i i got from watching this movie and parallel paralleling it to the bible so uh uh david uh do you have any opinions on how it could pr pertain to the bible oh definitely um when we watch um terminator one and Mike um, Kyle Reese is talking to Sarah Connor about her son. It feels like what we're watching in this movie. I mean, we probably when we first saw this movie back in 1984, we didn't know there was going to be a Terminator 2, Terminator 3, on and on and on. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it was probably just perfect the way it ended. But it felt like what it was was a prophecy. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. John Connor was the prophecy, mm -hmm. just like of the man who would be the savior of humankind, who would fight against the rise against of uh, uh, the rise of the machines. Yeah. Who would fight against. In a way, um, in the Old Testament, there are verses in the Old Testament that talk about Jesus Christ mm -hmm. being born and being our savior. So pretty much. In a way, John Connor mimics Jesus because, like John Connor, um, Jesus was our savior. Yeah. Notice the initials are the same. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah, they, they are. And I didn't even notice that. I brought this up to one of my coworkers who's a devout Catholic and because she likes science fiction movies. But she's not into the horror stuff like I'm into. But I was talking to her about this podcast I'm doing. And I was telling her about how, to make it pertain to the Bible, I'm comparing John Connor to Jesus Christ. And she says, that's sacrilege. Old you. Well, what you thought of, which I thought was really brilliant, what you said um, is even probably more sacrilegious. To the, sac to the Catholics especially, is even more sacrilegious. Yeah, but... I'll, I'll wait. We'll, mm -hmm. I'll let you tell it whenever you're ready, yeah, or whenever you, it's her turn. You don't do a good enough job with it. Yeah. Well, well, anyway, uh, well, Miss Rose. Um, what, what do you think? Uh, how does it pertain to the Bible, in your opinion? Expounding on what David said. Mm-hmm. Jesus's mother. 
she's single. Now, a lot of people are going to yell, uh-uh, uh-uh, she's married to Joseph. Oh, no, she's not. No, she not when she was, not when she yeah. got pregnant. You're right. Now, here's the thing. By Jewish law, at least at that time in history, on the wedding night, you had to consummate with your wife in front of a group of rabbis. That was part of the wedding ceremony, but mm. you were not allowed to have sex with a with a pregnant woman. She was considered unclean. Mm -hmm. so Joseph was not married no. to Mary. Therefore, she was a single mother when she gave birth. Yeah, who else was single? Hmm. Let's see. John Connor's mom was jesus's father physically on earth nope neither was john connor's mm -hmm. the prophesied birth were they both a salvation the salvation of mankind yes had they both been foretold had people tried to do away with them at what uh, King Herod had done yep. when he found out that Jesus was going to be born. Yep, he he uh, wanted all kids, all, all boys, to be murdered. From age newborn yep. to age one, murdered. Yep. They sent the Terminator to go kill her. Uh, what was the other similarity I came up with, David? There were several, but anyway, you could really run parallels with John Connor and Jesus Christ, and then the two mothers, yep. Sarah Connor and Mary. And then both of them actually fell in love with a man. Of course, Sarah lost her man. Yeah. But he protected her until she could be strong enough to stand on her own. Right. Yeah. Like Joseph protected Mary from being stoned. Mm hmm. He protected her when she couldn't stand on her own until Jesus could be born and they could, right. he could be circumcised and then she could be wet. Because now. As long as she's uh, not bleeding, she's clean, and they can be wed and have their marriage night. Right. Right. That's good. All of that There's was good. A lot those. of similarities there. And like I said, it's going to seem like blasphemy and heresy to very devout people's out oh, there. Yeah. That, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I could I could see how, but it, it, it's the truth. Here. Yeah. It's the truth. And I never said that John Connor was an immaculate conception. Right. And we're not saying that, you know, <laughs> we're not saying that John Connor was Jesus Christ. No. No, no, no. Exactly. There's just similarities. Yeah, we're saying there's similarities. Yeah. And the yeah just similarities i mean just like i mean just like with um 
Jeremiah, um, you know, five and one, or is it uh, Jeremiah one and five? Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, how can you ignore that? You know, that scripture. I mean, is I mean, it 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 fits this movie. You know. Yeah. I mean, so you know it. For many other scriptures, you know about prophecy and about yeah uh, the man being the head of the household and protecting the woman. Fine, Bean protects Hamilton. Yeah, you would run parallels there, but most definitely, my, yeah. The biggest parallel is Sarah and Mary. Yep. And I do agree. Uh, uh, Richard, do, do you have an opinion, sir? If if you don't, you know, you don't have to answer at all, uh, Richard. I have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, uh, I was trying to find so the, the closest thing, actually, I know you guys can stop me if I'm wrong, and I probably am, um, that because they're, they're dealing with uh, pretty much the end of the world uh, for what they call judgment day yeah um the book of revelations well uh, yeah well yeah because you know what i and uh and you know um we never did get to this but uh ai is pretty much in the bible it is foretold that ai is going to be our downfall in revelation look at where we are now with the uh Yep. But the writers and the actors strike, you know, because uh, AI is a, a big deal of what they're arguing about. Yep. I mean, how close are we to Skynet? Oh, you we're know, very close, sir. <laughs> we are very close. We're closer than anybody thinks that we are. Oh, yeah. I, I agree with you. I have a son who is a computer expert in the military. And he said, Skynet is old school. Skynet is 1984. Well, you know what? If we knew what we really had, if the world knew how far computer AI really is advanced, we'd be jumping out of the 10th floor windows. Oh, wow. It's crazy, but it's true. He said, basically, let's compare it to a telephone. We are still that phone that you had to crank and everybody's phones rang. And you had to know how many cranks you were. One crank, two cranks, five cranks, seven cranks. And the military is the most advanced smartphone out there. Mm. That's the difference between what we even see in movies compared to what the military actually has. Mm -hmm. And this is what he told me 10 years ago. Wow. Think how much they've advanced since. Then. I was just about to say we have totally advanced since ten years ago. 
Totally. So when I hear these little conspiracy theories about we're living in a computer simulation, I'm like, I'll go with that. <laughs> we're in the matrix. Exactly, Mundo, baby. My gosh. I could believe it. I can too. I know, because my son's not very good at lying, especially to me. <laughs> Well, that's a good thing, Miss Rose. That we are still on those basically tin cans with a string in the middle. Ah. They're the most advanced iPhone out there. Yeah. Scary stuff, man. That should have. It is. It it really is, Richard. Very scary stuff. That's what's out there. They don't tell us what the military really has and why these people in the military have to sign these forms. I will not say what I know for at least 10 years or 20 years. Mm -hmm. And then if they do, then they're off. Their lives are ruined. They are discredited. (coughs) They end up missing. They're terminated. (laughs) You best believe. (laughs) <laughs> you best believe they are. Oh, guys. Well, guys, I don't... I, I, I was going to say to you guys before is that, um, you know, because some of Schwarzenegger's best one-liners come from Terminator. The uh, the scene in the in, when he's in the hotel room and the guy knocks on his door. Oh, yeah. So you got to grab there and he turns off classic Schwarzenegger. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> His computer, his little, uh, you know, you, how you see the computer through his eyes. Yes. It gives him a, a possible list of possible responses. Yes. We've <laughs> got yes, no, yes slash no, or what, <laughs> go away, please come back later. <laughs> he could have went with all, he could have went with any one of those. Can you imagine it goes, please come back later. <laughs> uh, no, I actually can't. I, I, I actually can't. Uh-huh. <laughs> funnier than that, if his computer brain was smart enough to put, come back later, asshole. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh gosh. Richard, your uh your your impression uncanny. <laughs> I tell you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Are you from Austria? Nope. Buffalo, <laughs> New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes it even funnier. Did you um did you did you win any, um, I, I was going to say, did you ever win any bodybuilding contests? But what I really should have said was, did you have any um, bodybuilding contests fixed to where you won? Because <laughs> <Which, laughs> I don't know if y'all know this, but, you know, before Schwarzenegger was in movies, he was a bodybuilder. Yes. Right? And um, there was, I was watching this documentary about the WBF where it talked about, um, 
Vince McMahon's bodybuilding organization against um, the what was it the IBBF, the International Bodybuilding Federation, sure. which was run by the Weeder Brothers, and they ran the Mister uh, Olympia contest. And there was one contest where Schwarzenegger was in, and he won. But everybody kind of felt this other guy that was in the contest um, had a better physique and had a better showing. And they asked the Weeder brothers, you know, why they had Schwarzenegger win. They just said, look, we put this guy on Muscle and Fitness. We sell X amount of magazines. We put Arnie on the cover of Muscle and Fitness. We sell four times that. So they pretty much out and out said that they kind of rigged it to where Schwarzenegger would win. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just mm. like when in the Miss Teen contest, they actually asked why this girl didn't win because she was just so pretty and so talented and so sweet. And the woman, who the director, she looks at the newspaper person and says, we want somebody the public can relate to. Nobody can relate to her. Nobody can relate to a girl who does well in math. Oh, my gosh. Nobody can relate to a girl who doesn't have a big enough chest. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I mean, she had a gorgeous face. I thought she had a great figure. But her chest wasn't big enough. She only had a B cup. They wanted at least a D. At least a D. Now, this oh, is a wow. contest, y'all. A teen contest. They wanted a student who was good. But they would prefer her to be good with poetry or singing or athletics. But no, this girl was good in math and science. Mm. And so they felt that the public couldn't relate to her. She was unrelatable. So they chose this big-chested dum-dum. Wow. Guess what? Unbelievable. When she went to national to represent the state of Ohio, she didn't even place in the top 50. Well, of course. <laughs> of course not. There were 52 girls because Puerto Rico and the Philippines were each represented as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there watching it on TV thinking, <laughs> Yeah, like that's what you get, you know. One that year had just graduated high school and was going on in math and science to college on a full ride math scholarship. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah. When they rig things, they don't always. They, they, the they right. don't always come out on top. And then when people find out about it, they'll just do that Nelson laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elvis did it. 
I feel the same way about the Grammys the year Metallica lost to Jethro Tull. Yeah, that was stupid. Anyway, we're off course. Yeah, I, I, I know. I did. Let's bring it back. <laughs> Let's bring Whenever it back. We well, here, we go off on some wild tangent. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to take one more, uh, just one more little uh, break. Uh, and, and then when we get back, I will be doing um, the five fun facts. Okay. All right. Then, guys, we'll be, we will be right back. After this. All right, guys, and we are back, and it is time for five fun facts. Uh, and all of these fun facts are interesting, I must say. And uh, we've talked about at least two of them already. So uh, maybe three. <laughs> um, my first fun fact is um, Arnold Schwarzenegger worked with guns every day for a month to, pre to prepare for the role. The first two weeks of filming, he uh, practiced weapons stripping and reassembly re uh reassembling uh them blindfolded until the motions were automatic like a machine uh he spent hours at the shooting uh range and practicing with different weapons without blinking or looking at them when um uh when reloading or cocking the gun uh, he also had to be uh, ambidextrous. Uh, yes, ambidextrous. Thank you. I did not know how to say that word. <laughs> uh, he practiced different uh, moves up to 50 times. He wound up um, garnering a, a compliment in Soldiers and Soldier of Fortune uh, magazine for his realistic handling of the guns on camera, whereas the magazine usually lampoons movies for their in inaccurate depictions of weapon use. Mm. <laughs> now, I've yeah. never heard of that magazine, so I don't know if they're still around or what. It's what goes into the gun and holds the bullets. Oh, oh, okay. That's that. Okay. Okay. Because I was thinking, I'm like, okay. I was I was wondering about that about that. Yeah, and some guns they have a clip, and some they have a magazine, and a lot of people use the two terms interchangeably. Um, my fun fact number two is um, James Cameron, the the director who we've been talking a lot about. Uh, got the idea of giving Arnold even fewer lines, and I, I discussed this um, uh, in the film, than his earlier film, Conan the Barbarian, in which he only had 24 lines. But in this film, The Terminator, he only has 14 lines. And if you think about it, we really didn't hear him talk much. Except for a few a-hole 
I'll be back. And then when he would have that little exchange with Dick Miller's character. I'm a friend of Sarah Connor. I was told that she's here. Could I see her, please? <laughs> and my fun fact number three is what David already discussed. Uh, O.J. Simpson was considered for the Terminator, but the producers feared he was too nice to be taken seriously as a cold-blooded killer. <laughs> In 1990, though, Dark Horse Comics Printed issues using his likeness. <laughs> I know that first comic. Uh, uh, Brian probably knows all about it because you know Brian's into comic books. So, right. Uh, my fun fact number four is Michael Bean almost didn't get the role, and I think we talked about this too. He he almost didn't get the role of Kyle Reese because in his first audition. He spoke in a Southern accent as a result of working on a part for a, a stage production uh, of um, Cat on the Hot Tin Roof. He didn't get the job, though. He didn't get the role, I should say. Uh, during a talk with Bean's agent, the producers mentioned that they liked Bean's performance, but they didn't want Reese's accent making him seem too regionalized. Uh, this puzzled the agent, who asked, what accent? After the mystery was cleared up, the producers called Bean back for another audition, and he got the part. Uh, well, no, I don't think we talked about that. I think we um, mentioned that... Uh... Sting. Yeah. Yeah, we mentioned Sting was supposed to be um, uh, Reese. Yeah, the singer, not the wrestler. Right, right. <laughs> just to clear that up, just to clear that up, yeah, the the singer, not the wrestler. Uh, and my fun fact number five is the teaser trailer for this film was narrated by Peter Cullen best known to fans as the voice of the robot hero Optimus Prime from Transformers. Oh, no kidding. Really? Now, I got, I'm going to have to log on to YouTube and watch that because I didn't know that. <laughs> Dark Fate is what they called... No, it was in the one before Dark Fate. They called the Terminator Optimus Prime. No, they called the cop Optimus Prime. Oh, okay. Yeah. My mistake. Oh, all right. So I wonder if that was a nod to the original narrator. Hmm, very well could be. It's possible. Yes, ma'am, it is. Um, all right, uh, now we move on to the cast and crew that, that has passed on. Uh, uh, there's quite a few. That has passed on. There, there's more than six, uh, actually. Uh, Pen, uh, Paul Winfield, who we we, we just got, got done talking about a few minutes ago, who plays um, Officer Traxler. Uh, he passed away on March seventh, two thousand four, due to a heart attack, and he was sixty four years old. Uh, Earl Bowen, who we just 
got done talking about is Wells, who plays Dr. Silverman. Uh, he died uh, earlier this year, actually, January 5th, to be um, exact, um, due to lung cancer. He was 81 years old. Uh, Dick Miller, who plays the pawn shop clerk, uh, he died on uh, January 30th, 2009. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, January 30th, 2019, due to natural causes. And he was 90 years old. Um, well, at least he was gunned down in his own gun shop. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, Franco Colombo. Uh, Colombo. Uh, he was the future. He played the future Terminator. Uh, and he was also Arnold Schwarzenegger's best friend. Uh, he died on August 30th, 2019 due to drowning. Um, I, I forgot to put how old he, he was, but he was 72. Um, no, I think he was older than that. I think he was in his mid-70s. Yeah, I, I think he was in his mid-70s. I, I forgot to write it down, guys. I, I do apologize for that, but I know that he was in his mid-70s. Um, um, Bill Paxton, he plays the punk leader. Uh, he died on February 25th, 2017, due to a stroke following an aortic aneurysm repair and uh, bicuspid or yeah, bicuspid aortic valve replacement surgery. And he was 61 years old. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, that was pretty sad. He was a great actor. I mean, he he played crazy so well. He was on. He played crazy on the Terminator, on Near Dark. The only actor, the only actor to be killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a predator. It, it, Brian said that same thing when we did Aliens. Cause, uh, we had um did the movie Aliens together, me and Bryant did. On the, uh, It was my first season, and it was my second episode. And Bryant said the same thing you just said, uh, Richard. <laughs> but he was able to outrun a twister. I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I couldn't love him, actually. Um, uh, uh, oh, uh, Hugh Farrington. He played a customer. I'm sorry, guys. I'm yawning all over the place now. Um, Hugh Farrington played a customer. He died on August 7th, 2001, due to complications from surgery. And he was 70 years old. Uh, Harriet Medden. She plays another customer. She passed away on May 20th, 2005 due to natural causes, and she was 91 years old. Uh, Norman Friedman, he was the cleaning man. He passed away on November 4th, 1998. No cause cause of death was given, though, and he was 62 years old. Uh, Bill W. Richmond, he placed the the bartender. He died on May 28th, 2013, 
No cause of death was given for him either, and he was 78 years old. Uh, Chino Fats Williams, he was uh, one of the truck drivers. He died on April 5th, 2000, and no cause of death was given for him either, and he was 66 years old. And John Daly, he was an executive producer for The Terminator. He died on October 31st, 2008, due to cancer, and he was 71 years old. And now we'll move on to my grouper's reaction. And um, let's see, I'm going to read off three of the grouper's reaction. And I asked my group, let's see if I can get to it. Uh, okay, I'm sorry about that, guys. <laughs> uh, my grouper's reaction question was, um, so what is your favorite scene from the movie? Do you think Arnold Schwarzenegger should do another Terminator movie or just pass the torch to someone else? And did the Terminator scare you as a kid slash teenager slash whenever you saw it? And the three that I am going to read off uh, is David Brown. Uh, he says, my favorite part would be when he was scrolling to see what response he wanted to use and ended up with, you say it, Richard. Fuck your asshole. That's right. <laughs> and um, Lavelle Jackson says, either the Technor or the Tinker chase scene is my favorite. I can't decide. He's, uh, he says, um, Schwarzenegger should pass the torch if he will not be the villain. The Terminator was never meant to be a hero. It's more of a sci-fi slasher. The Terminator never scared me. And, and then uh, Leah McLaughlin, she says, love, love, love this movie. It's more slasher than most slashers. It's led by a woman, and it has one of the greatest romances ever on film. I love Sarah and Reese. I love the creative kills, and this movie makes me feel things every time I see it. Timeless. I agree with that, Leah. And that's all I have. And uh, uh, we don't have, I don't have any more questions for you guys or no more fun, fun facts. And that's all the people that uh, uh, have passed on. And uh, I've just spread off the three um, groupers reactions to you guys. So we, we have come to the end of my podcast. And I, I do thank you, uh, Richard. I, I know you said that you didn't, you didn't even remember that you had signed up for this. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm so glad that you came on. I'm so oh, glad you did. And, and David and Miss Rose, as, as, as always, it's always a pleasure talking to you guys. Uh, I, I thank you guys for coming on. And you guys are going to be um, um, here next week, too, for um, Cults of Chucky. I don't know if you guys remember. <laughs> but yep, yes. Yep, I took the day off of work to be on that. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, Call of Chucky. Um, uh, you guys are going to be on with uh, Nathan Dilla and uh, Constance Goodrich and um, uh, Jesse Herrera. 
is supposed to be on um, the episode next week. So uh, uh, I, I do want to uh, mention my um, group page, guys. I'm so sorry. It seems like I can't talk today. I, 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 all, all today, today has just been, uh, oh my gosh, I can't get a word out. Um, but, um, uh, but yeah, um, my, um, uh, group page guys is horror movie warriors. You guys can go ahead and, uh, just, um, uh, put it in the search engine on Facebook and it'll come up. Uh, and you guys can go ahead and join it, join it. Uh, uh, David, I know you always, um, uh, uh, request for people to, to join. And I thank you for that, sir. I really do. Um, yeah. uh, well, well guys, until next week, ho- when hopefully I am able to get a sentence out <laughs> without yawning, um, this has been Latrice Carter, David Hahn, uh, his beautiful wife, Miss Rose Hahn, and Mr. Richard Moylan. And we will see you guys later. Bye, guys. Good night. Hasta la vista, baby. (laughs) Good night, guys.